You're listening to the Soul Strategies podcast hosted by the team here at Soul Strategies. We hope you like the latest episode and thanks for tuning in. Cool, cool, cool. You can just chat. Okay, cool. Sounds good. All right, everybody. Happy to be back. Welcome to our podcast episode. I'm not even sure. We have had so many. Um, Today, we have a special guest joining us, and I would love for her to introduce herself and tell us a little bit about who she is and what she's doing. (laughs) Yes. Hi, everyone. Hi, listeners. Uh, My name is Melinda Rasco. I am an anti-oppression activist, pro-Black community organizer, everything Black, Indigenous, and people of color. That is what I'm about, elevating our communities and really doing the work to elevate uh, Black, Indigenous, and women of color inside of running for office. And when I talk about Black, Indigenous, and women of color, that definitely includes transgender and non-binary women. Definitely do not want to exclude my sisters. So I do want to make that explicitly clear that when I'm speaking about women, they're included as well. Um, Doing a lot of work on the ground right now. Um, Oh, can't forget to mention that I'm a vegan. I'm also vegan. Okay, I'm very proud of that. Yes, yes, yes. animal rights activists and organizers. So I do a lot in my in my day to day. Right now I'm working on a mayoral campaign, really excited about that in New York Sweet. City. Uh, the goal is to get my candidates to the win um, and to really increase the number of women that we have serving in our electorate, particularly, like I said, black, indigenous and women of color um, and making sure that we have a space and our voices are heard because we know that when we even out that playing field mm-hmm. in terms of um, uh, our electorate, we really get things done. So I'm yeah. looking forward to it. I'm excited. Thank you for having me. No, we're yeah. happy to have you. This is, <laughs> is going to be a really good conversation. Okay. I decided that I'm actually going to turn on my camera because, okay. yeah, so I'm going to do that right now. So then I will turn yes. on my camera too. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. I just the one on wig. So excuse me, everybody. Okay. I have on a hat and this is what, like campaign life like literally looks like I rushed home for this. So don't be scared. Don't be no. traumatized, but it's I'm, okay. here. <laughs> I'm here. Welcome. 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 Here Good. Okay. So you bringing up your interest because I love it. Shout out to the black women all around the world. Oh. We love you. Okay. Okay. Okay, <laughs> so this brings me to like one of my first questions. So in this, cause we're in a very interesting political climate, right? We've seen like a really big spark in like white supremacy, white nationalism, and just a lot of erasure going on on black and indigenous and minority voices, women. We've we got people in Congress, like a few of them in the squad representing us, but where do you see um, black women and other women of color fitting into this new climate? Like, do you see it being more difficult for them to get elected and right? Going on? Right. So, okay. So I just want to highlight the fact that we're seeing more of an influx of women saying, look, listen, mm-hmm. I'm going to run. Yeah. Um, whether or not I win, the fact that I'm in the race, I have the opportunity to transform the conversation mm-hmm. to issues that matter to us. So right. you weren't hearing at one point in time candidates speaking about Black maternal health. Mm-hmm. Uh, you weren't That's hearing right about mm-hmm. issues that really matter and impact, again, Black, Indigenous, and women of color. You also weren't hearing candidates speaking about openly about 
the plight of, of black transgender women again they're mm-hmm. often left out of the conversation that's very true so, yeah right so even if even when and if we do not win which the goal mm-hmm. is always to win the fact that we can transform the conversation yeah uh, and place our issues at the forefront is huge so mm-hmm. what we're seeing right now is an influx an influx of women who are taking the lead and saying look i'm gonna run right uh, and i'm excited about that me what too I, what I'm not happy with is that oftentimes, um, and I'm going to shout out the Democratic Party, I mean, I have to, we have to work several times as hard to gain support from the Democratic Party. And mm. that makes it more of a challenge for us, yeah. even when we're running um, against um, a GOP Republican, mm-hmm. right? We have to really prove ourselves before we get that backing. And I kind of feel like that makes it all the more harder for us yeah. to run, win, and lead. Um, so what I would like to see is is definitely more women taking the lead, but the Democratic mm-hmm. Party getting behind us when mm-hmm. we do run. Yeah. Um, because there's this, uh, this questioning of viability and electability and mm-hmm. pretty much relegated to us. Um, right. Black, Indigenous, and women of color. And I'm just sort of saying to myself, whereas to a white man is automatically granted that we're Mm -hmm. not. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's a hurdle and that's a challenge. And it's also a deterrent for some women. But what makes me happy is the fact that some women are just saying, you know what, I'm going to run and I'm going to run anyway. Where I live in Brooklyn, we have um, literally so many uh, Mm -hmm. Black women taking the lead for judicial roles. I love that. Yeah. Not spoken about, but I'm excited Mm -hmm. about about that yeah um, again we have an afro-latina mayor who's running um or a prospective mayor who's running mm-hmm. we have a black woman who's running um i mean it's just it's it's we're changing the landscape and i'm proud Definitely. to see that so many of us are just taking the lead yeah um, just saying you know what i'm gonna run and i'm gonna run anyway and there's yeah. coalitions of support behind us when we mm-hmm. do run um so i'm excited about that I agree. And I think we need that representation. Like here, just in Texas, um, last night or yesterday, there was a new abortion uh, law passed here in Texas. To It's the heartbeat bill. And it, it passed in Texas. And now uh, women have no access to abortion after six weeks. And most women don't even know they're pregnant until they're about six weeks pregnant. And even in Texas. So beforehand, the law was that you had to wait until you were six weeks to have the abortion because they would make you say that you got lucky and found out you were pregnant like four weeks. Like you just knew you was pregnant. You took the test before you missed your period and you found out you were pregnant. Even to schedule an abortion, they would make you go and then they told you you can't have the abortion until the baby can be seen on the sonogram, which takes about six weeks. Mm-hmm. So, and then they make you wait another 24 hours and then you can have the abortion. Now you can't even have the abortion after six weeks. So it pretty much completely eliminates women's access to abortion health. They, they have zero access to it now. And if you see the picture of the people who were smiling and grinning and voting that act into law, it was our white male Mm-hmm. I'm from Dallas, Texas, by the way. So it was our white male um, <laughs> governor, who we cannot stand, Greg Abbott. Mm-hmm. Go to hell. Say his you name. Really, you can really go to hell, no sir. <laughs> you really can. Um, and all of his little colleagues who were, guess what? Not a single Black was in the room. Nope. And there were hardly any women in the room. And there were no young women in the room at that. So it's just, we're in a point where a lot of the times there are people who are making rules for us and making and legislating for us who don't have 
our best interest in mind, who cannot even relate to what our interests are at all, and who are ruling on things that have nothing to do with them anyway. So I think it's really important that we continue to elect more women, more young women, more minority Mm -hmm. women, because we need those voices. Like seeing that picture of everybody in that picture, I kid you not, was over 70 years old. (laughs) See what I mean? They're not even of childbearing age. I mean, not that I'm ageist, I'm definitely not, but I'm just saying how is this affecting you that's what i'm saying so we're to the point where in a lot of places like texas where there's a lot of young progressive women like me there's a a big minority population in texas a lot of hispanics in texas a lot of black people in texas and and even a lot of just progressive people who have different ideas who Mm -hmm. are being legislated against by people who who don't represent them and i think it's important that we continue to elect people who can speak for us not right you know over us which is basically what's happening now exactly and that's what we have a lot of people who are making decisions on our behalf who are not directly impacted by these decisions so they're making that decision and then also we have individuals who are making decisions who I'll use an example on on climate justice they're not going to be in the next 30 40 50 years right Mm -hmm. but many of us we will be, but they're making decisions on our behalf on mm-hmm. essentially our long-term health. These right. are issues for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm saying we need a new, we need to shift the paradigm. We need um, more younger, more um, more Black people, more Black women, specifically Indigenous women, um, Latina women, Asian women. I want all of us to have a seat at the table because right Definitely. now- we don't. Um, yeah. I think you and I were, were conversing. We have no Black women serving in the Senate. Thankfully, Val Demings yeah. just announced that she's going to run. But that's praise not a guarantee. Lord. I mean, we're going to do everything that we can to support yeah. her. And Nina Turner's running too, praise the Lord. Yeah. So Amen. we have women who are running and I'm excited about that. But the mm-hmm. fact that that's not looked at as a national emergency to where people right. are talking about it. Mm-hmm. I want to see people in the streets for that. If you want to storm the Capitol, even though I don't condone <laughs> storming the Capitol, that might be a reason to do so, right? Like, right? We have no Black women in the Senate. So <laughs> that, that's, that's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are things, these are things that, that I'm focused on um, inside of, inside of politics politics and policy and really elevating women. And it's not mm-hmm. just getting us into office, it's also sustaining us there too. Right. Um, because we could just as easily lose our seats because every two to four, depending on if you're running for Senate six years, there's mm-hmm. a new election. And yeah. let me just say this, there are certain parties like the GOP who's always, always strategizing, always sure. fundraising. And we need more of that in our party. I feel like exactly. on the mass scale, the Democratic Party there's no real agenda, you know, or no. to be fair, there, there's an agenda. It's just, it's a corporate agenda. There's no people-centered agenda, and that goes for both parties. I feel like we've gotten to a very, very, like, post-apocalyptic place in <laughs> politics because it's like these people are here, we're electing them, and then once they get there, they're not doing anything with that no. power, and it boggles my mind because it's like you at the end of the day are the one that gets to vote and create laws and govern people. Why are you letting a corporation tell you what to do? You're the one with the power. It's so backwards, but that's where we've gotten. We've gotten to the point where elected officials are completely neglecting the needs of their constituents and just aligning themselves with corporations and rich donors, and they have neglected us as people. And I think it's important that 
or if it's even if it's even possible for us to get back to a place where government is representing us and i feel like electing those type of women and those other type of people who care about you know these issues who really want to go into government to make change it's so important that we elect people like that because we keep electing these people who just are trying to line their pockets and get rich and exactly. we're becoming an underdeveloped nation like we exactly. don't even got health care that don't make sense right it doesn't make sense as one of the wealthiest countries in the entire world that right. we don't have free health care that we don't have free education that we have such homelessness in this country a lot right. of these issues it doesn't make sense and that's because our elected officials are being paid to ignore these issues instead of solving them Right. I agree with you 100%. And I'm sort of thinking to myself, the only way, I mean, some of these things, what you just mentioned, many people consider radicalism, right? Please. Healthcare. <laughs> housing they're right upstairs i, I don't understand right that. Like, how is that how is that how is that radical it's called progress and we can afford progress as one of the richest countries if not the most powerful and richest country in the world mm -hmm. so i'm just saying to myself there should not be homeless there should not be uh the levels of mass incarceration that we have that, across mm -hmm. our nation um the disenfranchisement and oppression that's race-based mm -hmm. All these things exist and i'm just sort of saying to myself well i'm looking to do something about it in my lifetime i'm right. not going to pass this on to the next generation because this is For not sure. their responsibility mm -hmm. i'm here i'm alive now i'm fully capable and able to do something now and right. this is what i'm focused on right now at the mm -hmm. at the onset in the immediate because yeah. so many people are suffering and i'm just saying to myself i don't want to I don't have children yet, but when mm -hmm. I finally do decide to bring children into this world, I don't mm -hmm. want to bring them into a world filled with chaos and hatred. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's a scary, it's a scary place we're living in right now. It it's is. very scary. It's very scary. I I don't even know if I want to have children anymore because Girl, sometimes I who think knows? Too. Sometimes who knows I think about that too. I'm just I'm just saying to myself, <laughs> it's just like it's so chaotic here. And yeah, then my heart is. goes out to, you know, a lot of uh the black mothers, the black mm -hmm. parents who have lost their children due mm -hmm. to various forms of race-based violence, um, mm -hmm. at the hands of, of police officers, at the mm -hmm. hands of racism. And I'm just mm -hmm. sort of saying to myself, I don't want to put myself through that. I don't want to put my children through that. I don't Definitely. want to put my family through that. Mm -hmm. So what do I do? Right? Yeah. So these are things that we have to contend with as black women that other people of other races do not have to even consider think about, think about inside of having children and starting a family. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think I shared and I often say this, everything mm -hmm regarding being black, specifically being black women is, is political. Definitely wear our hair, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? The food that we eat, our education, uh, mm -hmm. access to health care, and that includes um, mm -hmm. um, um, abortion and, and child mm -hmm. care. Yeah. Everything is political. I all mean, of it. All of it. There are laws and legislation. I mean, there's no other race that has laws and legislation. Hey, you're listening to the Soul Strategies Podcast. Take a moment to listen to some of our esteemed champions and their takeaways from the program. And I'm glad that I was a part of that, that I had the opportunity to even be involved with that, with some legitimate organizations that help people who want to do right by other people, you know, by communities. You know, utilize my, my resources, utilize my networks. Um, this has, the last month, I've had some tremendous things happen. It's your time to become a leader. Go to soulstrategies.com to find out more. Here?
I'm here. Okay, okay. It froze like you were. Oh, okay, you froze on my end. So okay. I just kept speaking, but now it's saying my internet is unstable. Why is okay. it that when I get on a Zoom, when I'm That's doing when work, act everything is fine. When I'm on a Zoom, mm-hmm. internet, you will not defeat us as okay, we have today. in this conversation. work today, but no, you're, you're you're absolutely right though. You're you're speaking facts, and I think we just like we said, we just need more people. We need better quality. I feel like. I'm like torn between like the French Revolution and like, <laughs> or if it's even possible to change this system because it's so like the French, the French <laughs> had it right. The French did what they had to do. I'm not advocating that they're crazy, but I'm just saying <laughs> they handled that business because it, there comes a point in time where you are just sick to death of being oppressed being neglected like and it just Mm -hmm. becomes let them eat cake like no and i'm not about that it's so funny that you say that because i'm sort of at a place where um when it comes down to racism and various Mm -hmm. forms of oppression i'm not greeting people with love peace and hugs as you want to kill me like i'm not there what can i do i'm not there because people often say oh you know forgive you know pray for them greet them with love and I'm just sort of like no these people want to kill me and people that look like me right Mm -hmm. these people want to oppress me using laws and systems that precede me that precede you right Mm -hmm. laws and systems to their advantage to eradicate our existence and make it such a challenge that we cannot move forward in terms of social mobility why would i want to pray for people like that why would i want to greet people with love peace i wouldn't oh thank you and i would politely tell those people i'm coming with books and i'm ready to fight for my survival that's that's where i'm (laughs) yeah that's where i'm at and that's where it needs to be, right? Because you have people like right now they're trying to do this June 6th um, investigation right now. And you have these Republicans going up on the stand testifying that this was a peaceful protest. There was no insurrection. And it's like, you really gonna, what they say, feed me shit and call it sugar. Like I was there, we all saw it. We all How are y'all gonna January try to rewrite history like days, this? Um, after 9-11 that I've ever seen in my lifetime. They're actively trying to rewrite history and tell us that it was a peaceful. They literally said the words. Folks, watch, watch. Thirty to forty years from now, we'll more than likely still be alive. We'll still be alive. We're gonna see how they how they rewrite this and make it seem as though it was a peaceful protest. People advocating. They're gonna make it seem as though they were advocating for an election that was rigged. When absolutely not the case. Absolutely not. And I'm not going to let them write history in terms of that way. My point is, the way history, the way America was sort of founded, I just Mm. just think back when I was in grade school and I'm just sort of thinking (laughs) about how we needed to water down or how history was so watered down. So watered down. And I'm just saying, if we, if it's so uncomfortable for us to teach our kids the Mm -hmm. real facts of history, that goes Mm -hmm. to show that there were people who were really oppressed. You don't want to talk about slavery in terms of thieving, thievery Mm -hmm. and rape, right? Um, Mm -hmm. We don't, we don't, we don't speak about that, right? That's not what we're taught. Um, there are different forms of, of oppression that has led this country from where it was to where it mm-hmm. is today. And yeah. I'm just sort of saying to myself, if we have to water it down so much to the point that it's inappropriate, quote unquote, inappropriate mm-hmm. to educate our children on the truth, mm-hmm. then that just goes to show that this country is- It needs a makeover. 
exactly. not even just a makeover. This country needs to be it's it's a hard fought battle, right? And that's what gets me like discouraged sometimes. But I understand how important the work is, and we still have to work to get these people. The only way it's gonna change is to get these people in these positions of power, these people who have the same values, these people that have the real passion and tenacity to fight for this change. That's the only way it's really gonna change. But there are so many people that have to be removed, and that's why you know, working where I work, that's our job is to like get progressives elected in all of these seats so that we can flip them because it's a lot of people that just simply have to go yes they gotta go that's what those strategies does right for sure for sure we want to replace these incumbents these hard seats these seats that have been held by the GOP for years and years and years it's gonna take a step-by-step re I don't even know remodeling of sorts swapping out some people and inserting other people because that's that's really all we can do at this point unless we're gonna burn it to the ground or start all over no. y'all which but in addition to um um obviously removing those who are definitely ineffective and who are not working toward moving us towards steps of progress um mm-hmm. in addition to that we have to um make sure that we are ha- that we're not swapping in one bad apple for another, for another. Apple, right? mm-hmm. so i'm always yes. focused on electing progressive forward-thinking mm-hmm. um, more so democrats who align with my values so Definitely. making sure that i'm contributing money to their campaign i'm not the wealthiest mm-hmm. person but right. what i can afford i'm donating to their campaign that's 20 dollars here and there helps I'm phone banking. When I can mm-hmm. text bank, I'm text banking. Right. Car writing. If I need to go to that respective state and mm-hmm. literally help knock on doors, right. knowing that I'm making a difference, that mm-hmm. is what I'm willing to do because yeah. it's that serious. Because as a Black person, my livelihood is always on the ballot, no matter For which sure. state it is. So yeah. I don't get the luxury to sit back, again, hope, wishing and not be politically aware and, mm-hmm. not, and, and change. Yeah. Uh, because that's not how it's going to happen. So when people right. ask, oh, why are you so concerned with what's going on in in, in Texas or in California mm-hmm. or in Florida when you live in New York, these are the reasons why. Right. Because we have legislators who can enact and create laws, who can write, enact and create laws, and mm-hmm. they can pass that, pass those um pass legislation down to other states, sort of like Absolutely. in Georgia um, with the voter suppression laws. Now other yeah. states are looking to emulate that. So yep. same with I'm Alabama not, with the um with the reproductive rights laws. That was in exactly. Alabama first. Exactly. And that sprinkled its way to Texas. So. It, 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 it's a trickle down effect and it, it spreads is. its way out. It just doesn't, ha- it's not relegated to one state. Because right. other states say to themselves, okay, if it worked in, in Texas, then mm-hmm. let's try it in Florida. If it worked yeah. in Texas and Florida, let's try it here. Let's try it there. Mm-hmm. And then before you know it, we have a nation of, of, even more oppression. Yeah. So the, the progress that we were able to make with little re- progress yeah. is, is, you know, hindered. And I think that's what's bothering me the most right now. Like, even just seeing how that bill passed and all these other bills, it's like people want us to go backwards in time so bad. Like, why are you so scared of? of progress like there's nothing wrong with changing for the better and we have so many people because and the the hard truth of the matter is the past was great for them they had more rights they were able to do more they had more dominance over the rest of us and they missed the 1960s real real bad and and (laughs) they do they wake up every morning and wanted to click their heels together like dorothy and go back to 1958 that's what they want 
and they're slowly trying to do that legislatively so if that think that's one of the most discouraging things for me that's going on right now in politics it's like we made all these progress we went through two waves of the women's rights movement we got so far ahead for people just to go backwards and repeal everything that we've done it's like what's the point of that just let it be we've done this already we right, fought right. for it just leave I it alone you. The point of that is always, it's going to always be about preserving levels of of supremacy. So I understand it. So um, here's what happens. So let's just say um, this is, this is, this is white people, right? Can you see my hand? Mm -hmm. Right. And this is black and brown people here. Mm -hmm. As long as there's this gap in the middle between where my two hands are, that's great right let's let's maintain that gap in the middle but as black and brown people slowly want to inch up inch up inch up Mm -hmm. and if white people aren't moving up and they're Mm -hmm. staying stagnant then it's sort of like whoa 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 Mm -hmm. we can't have you inching up too much Mm -hmm. because then you're gonna inch up on our progress that we've made that we've Mm -hmm. quote unquote worked for even though that's not necessarily the case true Mm -hmm. instances so it's sort of like okay once you start inching up then you might either level us, level the playing field, or supersede us. If mm-hmm. we can't be underneath you, we mm-hmm. need to maintain our supremacy. So that's what's happening. So yeah. as we make progress, the the gap, the progression gap mm-hmm. is, is lessening. And it's right. sort of whites, mainly those who want to um, sort of continue and progress white supremacy are sort of saying no we can't have that we have to protect and preserve ourselves Mm -hmm. and our reign and our dominance and that's that's what's happening so every time I think about progression I'm I'm thinking of it in that sort of sense and that way of thinking so as long as uh, white people can sort of look down and that Mm -hmm. gap is so significant to the point Mm -hmm. that um, even if we do move up, meaning right. black and brown people, it's sort of like, okay, as long as I can continue to look down on you and look so far down to the point that you're not inching up on my progress, you can make cool. mm-hmm. I'll, 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 I'll even help you make these strides so you feel right. like you're doing something, so you feel empowered. Mm-hmm. But once you start inching up on where we are, no, 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 no. Yeah. You can't have that. So that's how, that's one of the ways that I look at white supremacy and, and that's what's happening. And that's hundred percent when people say, oh, we've made so much progress. I'm saying, yeah, we have, we've made a little bit too much progress. And that's why you have voter suppression laws that happened in Georgia because Stacey Abrams and several other primarily black women were able to Mm -hmm. come in and say, look, listen, this election was stolen from us in 2018 Mm -hmm. we're going to work our behinds off to make sure that in 2020 uh a democrat wins the presidency i'm right the presidency i might i'm stacy abrams said i'm willing to lose the battle but i'm gonna lose the war she didn't say this outright but her action said that right yeah that's what it proves so then when you have a powerful black woman who is you know what operating on you know what i'm not just going to be angry i'm Mm going to tailor my anger into actions that's going Mm -hmm. to lead to change yeah then white people are sort of saying "Uh -uh. Mm uh-uh and and when i say white people i'm referring to those who want to preserve and protect white right of course Mm -hmm. we got our allies right (laughs) yes i'm talking about you Mm -hmm. um at all costs so that's what's happening that's what we have happening here and i'm sort of saying to myself we need to make sure that we adopt that mindset in terms of getting into the mindset of how white supremacists think Mm -hmm. um because otherwise if we don't understand that then we're going to continue fighting a losing 
battle. Battle. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And we're right. not going to be able to make significant um, progress because they're going to always see themselves. Because white supremacists, they see themselves as superior. Now, right. we also have to keep in mind that it's not just white supremacists because most people group them into being um, uh, overtly mm-hmm. racist. Um, mm-hmm. But sometimes there are those people, we have to remember this group of people too. Those who may not be overtly or even covertly racist, that, mm-hmm. that they can see, but they benefit from white supremacy. Mm-hmm. And they uphold those systems. And they mm-hmm. have been always benefiting from various forms of white supremacy. And they don't, they don't, they don't see it. Yeah. Um, so inside of that benefit, now it's sort of like, okay, well, what do you do now? Right? Mm-hmm. Do I do I go against a system that has always supported me in some way, or do I completely fight back? Yeah. Um, and then I'm putting myself in jeopardy. So mm-hmm. now we're having a, a sort of a culture shift and culture right. shift, um, between those who are saying, you know what, because you have those few who are just saying, you know what, I'm willing to put my supremacy on the line. I acknowledge the fact that I'm either white or white passing mm-hmm. um, because colorism plays a role in terms of you have a lot Let's of- Let's talk about that, black, girl. We could do a whole right? episode on that. I mean, we could do, uh, oh, you've done a, an episode? I'm saying we could do an entire episode I mean, I would that. take part in that. I mean, colorism is a, is a big thing too. It's a we super a big thing. White passing, um, black and brown people who sort of benefit from their proximity to mm-hmm. whiteness. And, yeah and mm-hmm. there's a level of of advantages that that you gain in in, in a capitalistic uh race-based society that we have right now yeah the closer you are to whiteness the closer mm-hmm. your proximity is to whiteness the greater the off you are. The upward mobility you have socially economically um and every aspect in between now yeah. looking at women like us <laughs> I mean, we don't have proximity. To I'm, you know, I'm looking at us. That does not exist. It's not a thing. Um, we are. Yeah, that that's are chocolate. I mean, colorism women. is definitely an issue in and of itself, and it plays its role sure. in politics every day. It does. So, yeah. But white supremacy is. Is, is another issue. Just talking about that, and mm-hmm. I think that when people hear white supremacy, they automatically go to racism I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not racist so i can or they go to the january 6th mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know uh, you know uh you know storm of the capital and, mm-hmm. and i get that that is a level of white supremacy but sometimes just benefiting from the systems yeah. that have existed um leads is pretty much a supremacy that 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 you gained and that you have that you don't really have control over as a white person mm-hmm. when you benefit from this system because it's sort of inherited down to you um, right. based on your family maybe owning slaves at one point in time if you go back in time or you having certain advantages that um, you know Amani and I wouldn't even be able to fathom just by being given. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those things don't exist. Yeah, you're right. You're yeah, absolutely yeah. right. I feel like I said a lot. I'm so sorry. No, you did, but I didn't say nothing wrong. I didn't hear a single lie. I didn't hear one lie. So, okay, I'm going to give you one last question. So, say we win, we're victorious in this next election cycle. We elect all of these wonderful, awesome, beautiful, progressive Black and Brown women. They get elected, they're in office. What do they need to give their immediate attention to? What issues do you think they need to tackle first? 
one, I would say I, I want to see our um, Black, Indigenous, and women of color really forming a strong coalition, coalition amongst each other first. Obviously, it's important to tackle the issues, but if mm -hmm. we don't have a strong foundation amongst ourselves, then mm -hmm. winning is, is, is great, but you're not really winning if you're divided. Right. So there needs to be that coalition amongst mm -hmm. ourselves saying, look, listen, we're forming a collective sisterhood and we're going to support each other. And inside right. of supporting each other, we know that at some point in time, we're going to eventually step down mm -hmm. or, you know, for whatever reason, the circle of life takes us course. We need to make sure that we have a pipeline of women yeah. who are able to take our place. So that's step one, forming mm -hmm. a coalition, uh, a real impermeable coalition amongst each other, creating a pipeline, and then addressing some of the most pressing mm -hmm. issues that have not been tackled, um, impacting our women, mm -hmm. such as healthcare, right? right. Economic inequality, mm -hmm. jobs, COVID-19 and really work to sort of um, mend these issues so that then we can, as, as women nationally, make mm -hmm. significant progress. And that's Definitely. honestly what I would want to see. Um, yeah. I think that that's, that's one of the things that's, that's most important. Because I noticed that as women of color, when we work together, Mm -hmm. um, united and I know that it just sounds so cliche but it's so true we mm -hmm. are a powerful force and we win amen we win period so we need to <laughs> keep with that <laughs> I definitely agree I agree well thank you so much for joining me today you are walking away energized like thank you for having me so I'm so grateful this no, was this a fun was conversation you know this after really a long good. day I still have another six zooms but I'm just oh like, god oh. girl you yeah that's <laughs> but it's okay I, I got two more like, so this was good yeah this was good. yeah I'm gonna be on until about 10 11 but this oh my was god <laughs> good. Well, I'm here. thank you so much for joining us and hopefully you can come back on again and we can talk with please this invite me yeah for sure Thank you, viewers. Sure. You All can right, thank connect you, with me on Twitter at Melinda2k7. Yes. Love yes. you, girl. Thank okay, you. So you're welcome. Bye. Have a good one.